Wait, is the music? You can add it in later. Oh, okay. I'm Michelle. I'm Janelle. And this is Little Miss. Well, hey, girly. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm in Paris right now. Oh, my gosh. And by in Paris, I mean I am sitting in um, a little home movie theater looking at a backdrop of Paris, but that's fine. I love that. I this love is that how we go you. on vacation when we're poor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, my fiance is taking a nap. And so I'm sitting on the floor in my guest room right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, it feels so weird, but this is actually not going to be a bachelor recap today. I know. I'm actually so excited. Not that I don't love The Bachelorette, but I'm kind of excited to like talk about something else today. Me too. So for you, our wonderful listeners today, we are actually going to be talking about long distance relationships because Mm -hmm. I have been in a long distance relationship off and on for the past two years meaning mm-hmm. off and on on the distance part, not the relationship. And <laughs> Way to clarify. That's, yeah, that's I was good. Like, that sounded bad for a second. And then Michelle, <laughs> you have also had a lot of experience. Yeah. My fiance and I have been together actually in like one month, it'll be our five year anniversary, which oh, is kind of crazy. Um, But three of those five years were actually long distance. So I feel like I can relate so much to anyone going through long distance. Um, I've done it in a lot of capacities. I've done it from another country. I've done it during COVID. I've done it during university, Um, all with the same person. So I feel like I've got a lot of good experience with this. Yeah. So before we get into the, the tips and tricks and, you know, the hard parts of long distance, we wanted to start out by just going through some funny stories slash advice questions that we found on Reddit. Um, So Michelle doesn't know what mine are. I don't know what hers are. We're just going to read off the names and pick a question to like answer a story to listen to. Yeah. Michelle, do you want to start by reading yours? I just realized when I screenshotted some, I accidentally screenshotted some with the title out but that's okay. Some of them have the title. So I'm going to read you three and then I'm going to read you instead of the title. I'm going to read the first sentence of one you can pick. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three and then whatever ones you don't pick, we can do at the end or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, So my first one, we were late for an event and still needed to park and buy tickets. That's the one without a title. (laughs) Okay. Um, The next one is my 23 um, or I'm 23. Wait, I, I cannot read these well. My 23-year-old female, <laughs> I guess I can't read Just skip, at skip all. the age. We'll go past that. You're right. You're right. Um, My boyfriend didn't want to pay $200 to save my life. Oh. Um, and my girlfriend cheats at Wordle. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I'm really torn. I feel like we have to start with number two, though. That sounded very intriguing. Okay, this is a little bit long, but I was like dying reading this. There also is like a little bit of language in here. So I'm going to try to like bleep out a few words. Perfect. Um. Okay, so here we go. 
I was at a bar with my boyfriend and his friends a while ago. We all had a great time dancing on tables, singing, and drinking. I remember feeling totally fine one second, and the next I got very unsteady, and I lost connection with my body. I got confused and scared, but then just so calm. It was all types of weird. This is seconds here and there. I rem- There are seconds here and there I remember. Most things that happen don't exist in my memory. I actually went unconscious, and according to my boyfriend, the few times I opened my eyes, they looked very scary. He was told to get a taxi and get me to the emergency room fast. He managed to get me into the taxi, and it started to drive. My boyfriend told me that during the drive, the driver told him that he would have to pay $200 extra if I threw up. Then my boyfriend said, um, no, stopped the driver and wanted to walk to the emergency room. I was still unconscious and he didn't, he didn't know what was going on or if my life was at risk. Luckily for him, the police were driving around and they saw me laying unconscious on the ground. (laughs) They asked him what's up and drove us to the emergency room with blue lights on and fast. They took it very seriously and without them, my boyfriend would have been very lucky to even have gotten me to the emergency room. Turns out I actually was drugged that night. Um, oh, it no. said, and then it goes, it got worse as he forced me to walk with shaky legs from the emergency room the next day home. A walk that should have been 20 minutes took me two hours. What on earth? And then he even started about started talking about the fact that he, he could have gotten drugs too and maybe we should go back to the hospital even though that he didn't feel weird at all um and then I'm gonna it kind of just keeps going but then she says since then we've still talked about it and to this day he doesn't think he did anything wrong what oh my goodness that is okay (laughs) first of all wild because she got drugged but right are you kidding me? Two okay. And there are ages that I couldn't read at the beginning. Um, so it looks like she was twenty three and he was twenty four. Which, like, granted, I know that like two hundred dollars could be. A- oh, whoa, whoa, wait! I skipped the best part. Um, after he asked her to pay him back for the forty dollar ride that he was charged. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, no, no. How? Okay. How are they still together? I, I don't know. I that's what I kind of want to ask. Like, are are you guys still, doing okay? If he still to this day is like, no, I did everything in that situation perfectly. Um, no. So she actually has a response because a be- a bunch of people like asked questions, and she said, "I forgot to say that I asked him what he would have done differently if this happened today, and paying the taxi was not on the list." Uh, excuse me. I know. This oh, is that's just so wild. I mean. I I understand like feeling broke or you don't have money, but at the end of the day, well, okay, the fact that gets me is she was unconscious. Like she was still unconscious. Also, how did the taxi driver let wait? Let... Also, the fact that she was lying on the side of the road. Right. It... Oh my word! <laughs> it's no. just it's just really really bad. Also, you could literally just have a bowl in the car so you don't throw up on the car. Like no, I know. I know. Oh, I disagree. I'm sorry, sir, whoever you are, but yeah, your priorities are not correct. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my story. <laughs> oh my goodness. I so, so bad. I would say if your partner does this to you, leave them. 
leave them so quickly because $200 while it see may seem a lot but would they rather have you dead or not have $200 like that, no that's right not like a question the you fact know? that he still made her walk back the morning after like do you have no Uber? even a bus you could take the she metro said, she also said that it was only a 20 minute walk which means driving it was probably like five minutes which is what like seven dollars on uber oh my word i i don't <laughs> so like bad. this situation and the no, fact that, so here's bad. the thing my advice normally would be like hey if this situation happened to talk to your partner um about how it made you feel but it sounds like she did that and he was like no i doubled down yeah, I I would say there's there's no reason to even try to save this relationship. In my opinion, that that man has other priorities, which are apparently just keeping his bank account fine and letting you die on the side of the road. You know, for real. <laughs> I, oh I feel like goodness. every time I start thinking about it again, there's like different parts that pop up, and I'm like, oh my gosh. No, that's genuinely horrifying. <laughs> anyway, also, okay, what? A, okay, no, all of their friends just didn't check in on this, didn't offer transportation, like. I know I would have been like, okay, say this was like you and I know your boyfriend would literally never do this, but like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, take my $200. <laughs> you know, no, literally. Here's the money. I'll Venmo you. Okay. Well, that was yeah. way more wild, I think, than anything I've got going on in these stories. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, oh, that's okay. But okay. I will read you a couple of titles. Okay. So I'll give you three options. Um, Number one. I, female 20, don't know if I will ever get over things that have happened in the past with my current boyfriend, male 20. Mm. Number two, my boyfriend, 26 male, refuses to post me, 25 female, on social media. And number three, my friend is miserable but won't acknowledge it. Oh, I think I'm going to have to go with the social media one because I feel very strongly about this. Okay. (laughs) This this actually might be one of the better ones that I have. Okay, okay. so I'm going to read it, and then we will discuss, because she does end by asking a question. Okay. So, I want to start by saying this. We've only been together for six months. I know that isn't really a long time. Also, my boyfriend only has two posts total on his Instagram. He rarely, if ever, makes an actual post. When I ask him why that is, he tells me it's because he's private and doesn't want his private life aired out on the internet, period. Fair, period. However, a few months ago, I asked him if I could post some pictures of us on my page. He told me yes. I tagged him in these pictures so that they appeared in his tagged photo section on his Instagram. I recently noticed that after a month or two, he had gone into his tagged photos section and removed the pictures I had posted of us on my page. He still has tagged pictures of him up from during college, though. He again told me he is private and does not want his personal business posted. He also tells me he doesn't like people knowing where he is or what he is doing. But tonight was the last straw for me. He went to Mexico with two of his guy friends. I just looked at his story and there are multiple pictures and videos of him and both of his male friends with the location tag showing exactly where they are at. I have never once been on his story. Also, I was at his house the other week and he FaceTimed his friend slash friend's wife to wish his friend a happy birthday. I started playing with his dog in the background and was making noise, so he muted himself so his friend slash friend's girlfriend couldn't hear me. 
When I told him, tell your friend I said happy birthday, he said that he would and then proceeded to end the call without doing it. When I asked him why that was, he said, oh, I texted it to him. I didn't want to start unnecessary drama because I know his girlfriend is best friends with my ex. I know how she is. If I can avoid starting drama, why wouldn't I, right? All of my friends know about this man. He recently moved to San Diego, so the new friends he's made there know about me, but none of his friends from home seem to know. I understand some people are private about their dating life, and they have a right to be, but I really truly feel, coupled with all these other factors, that he is either entertaining someone else or is unsure of the relationship. I've expressed this to him, but he says that's not the case. I think it's just going to come down to whether or not this is a deal breaker for me. And I'm at a point where I think I should just walk away because we haven't been together that long. And I know what suits my needs better. I'm just wondering other people's thoughts based on these scenarios. Am I tripping or would something else really be going on behind the scenes in your opinion? Oh, get out. Get out. (laughs) You can't. This is so bad. Wait. Okay. How old were they again? Um, I believe like 26. She is 25. He is 26. Oh, yeah. That's way too old. Okay. First of all, let's talk about like the Instagram. That, okay, in my mind makes no sense. I understand wanting to be private, but if you're going to date someone, you're dating someone, right? You're not going to cheat on them. You're, you, you're going to be with them. You're going to introduce them to your friends. So why not post them on your Instagram? You can make your Instagram account private. You don't have to share it with people who aren't going to see it. But the part that gets me is she tagged him in a photo mm-hmm. and he untagged himself. I know. This man either has a girlfriend back home mm-hmm. and then her or he's like, I don't know, maybe he's just still trying to play the field and doesn't want to look taken. I don't think this man's ready for a relationship. Oh, also the muting. Oh, that's so sus. I don't like this at all. Okay. So when this one started, I was like, oh, that's not so bad. So in my experience, my partner and I, we didn't post each other on our Instagrams for the first year of our relationship, Mm -hmm. unless it was like group things on a story or whatever, because we had guys like talk about that before. We had a conversation about it because I was like, hey, like, why have you never posted me? And he said the same thing. He was like, oh, I'm really private about my life. But Mm -hmm. also, like, my partner never posts anything on his story that isn't related to, like, work. And Mm -hmm. he has also, like, I think three posts total on his Instagram, Mm -hmm. which now does include me. But at the time, like, (laughs) the whole first year, neither of us did, like, a main grid post of each other. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, like, maybe this is, like, her just overreacting. But then, yeah, like, the tagging with the photos, the fact that he was like, oh, it's because I don't want people to know where I'm at. And then tagged his exact location. (laughs) With friends. With friends. I just feel like this guy is probably messaging people on the side if I were her oh for sure I would be very curious what his dms looked like yeah and even if he's not he's creating a situation where that would be totally possible yeah Um, and he's keeping his options open he is keeping his options open and that's totally his right to do but I agree with her. Like if that's a deal breaker for her, she just needs to end it because if you're only six months into a relationship and you're already having significant problems just over social media and like trust issues with that, like, right. He's probably not the guy for you. Yeah. I think it would be one thing if like they were 
say like quote unquote dating like they were just going on dates they were just kind of having dinner sometimes they weren't official or exclusive that would be one thing but once you are exclusive and you have that conversation I don't understand how you don't and it's also that only his new friends know about her not the old friends right that's what I'm saying I think he has another girl back home it's so shady so shady I will say um my fiance when we first started dating didn't have a lot on his instagram and i can proudly say his instagram is literally all me but i still pulled that you never post me and he's literally like every single post is you (laughs) i do kind of love it because he's like it's my fan page too and um (laughs) i absolutely love that not that you have to post your significant other all the time but i think exactly what you said like if your partner, because I've heard the excuse like, well, I never post, but then they'll post with their friends or they'll post. If mm-hmm. they're literally never posting ever, that's one thing. But if they're selective about mm-hmm. what they're posting and you were not one of them, that's a red flag. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. Yeah. Oh, that's just crappy. I just want to give her a hug and be like, you're going to find someone who's going to want to post you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Those were good. Let's, should we jump into a little bit of long distance tips? Yeah, let's talk about it. So I've got like 10 different points. And then just as we kind of go off for them, if you want to add to them, I can add to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of our experience. Um, so my first one, and I guess I don't know how you feel about it, is I literally just wrote down, don't do long distance unless you can see a future with them. My opinion is, long distance really sucks there's there are some pros that I have written down about it but for the most part it really sucks and it's really hard so my philosophy is that you should not do it unless you think it's going to go somewhere I fully agree with that um it's actually really interesting because that was a huge part of how my partner and I got together and like the conversation about it was when I met him he was already supposed to be moving across the country in like two months time. And so I was like, oh, okay, I, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't get invested because there's no point in starting a relationship when, you know, like he's not going to be here. And then he just kept pushing back the deadline of when he was supposed to move and pushing it back and pushing it back until like three or four months later, it was like a conversation of like, okay, so like, are we really doing this? Like we're, we're committed to each other. We're going to make this happen. And then that's when he left for the East coast. And like, we started doing long distance, but that was like huge on my mind. That whole time was like, okay, I'm not, we're not going to do this. If it's not like potentially a forever thing. Cause then why would, why would we put each other through that? Like that would suck. Right. There's no point in like getting so involved and invested and then spending zero time together. If you're just like, oh, this is like a casual thing or like, right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm like dating for long term. Like I fully agree with you. Long distance is so hard. And yeah just don't do it unless you're serious like don't well because relationships are so much fun when you're like just with your partner or doing stuff or just going on dates and you can't do that in long distance so truly like unless you want to be with them there's no reason to do long distance like if you're unsure I wouldn't suggest it and something I would add on to that like don't commit to being in a full-blown relationship with somebody that you have never hung out with in person like Mm. I know we're in a world of people talking online and FaceTime dates and all of that like don't commit until you have met up just don't um things are different things are very very different I would 
definitely definitely agree I have a story maybe for a different episode about that (laughs) um well that's that's how my first relationship began no that was mine too Um, oh, Granted, dear. I think I was like 16, but anyway. I was 17. Okay, <laughs> okay on to our next one. Um, this was just kind of a tip. So it's just kind of a solid tip, um, but add to it as you want. So I'm very organized and I need kind of like assurance. So my next tip was always know when you're going to see each other next. For me, um, especially since at one point our relationship was during COVID, there wasn't a guarantee, but I always made sure we had something in the calendar. And even if that Mm -hmm. changed, that was okay. But whenever we hung out, we always put something in the calendar. So there was always something to like look forward to. No, I think that's really smart. I haven't been very good about that. Um, but I'm close enough long distance to my partner that it's like kind of assumed we're going to see each other every two to three weeks. Right. But I will say on the same line of like making events and everything. I don't remember who told me this, but it was like, if you're in a long distance relationship, once, uh, once a week, have a FaceTime date once a month, make sure that you're going on a date in person. And then Mm -hmm. once every three months, like go on a mini trip together or a mini vacation or like spend a significant amount of time together just to keep like that stuff that normal couples would do like, okay, like weekly dates, like that's a normal couple thing. Every month doing something a little bit bigger and grander, like that's a normal couple thing. Going on a trip, normal couple thing, just so that something feels a little bit more regular and not as like every time we see each other is like just a big thing before the next, you know, just having some of that stuff that most people would do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I think that was a big thing. Um, so at one point we were long, so my fiance and I, we were long distance and I was in Africa and he was here. So we didn't have a chance to see each other at all. And then at one point we were COVID. So everything was kind of up in the air, but once we got back to, as I would call it like normal long distance, when we were in college, COVID was, um, slowing down a little bit, we were able to kind of set those things. And I'll say that really did help Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I'm super passionate about communication. So this one is learning each other's communication styles. Um, And I'm curious to see what your opinion is on this. So um, the two examples I was thinking of are, do you like texting all day? Do you want to hear about what they're doing every hour of the day? Do you want to hear about, you know, are they going to get food? Are they going to work? What are they doing? Or do you want to wait and not talk to them all day and then just talk to them in the evening? So I've got friends who have said like, oh, we just want to wait talking so we can talk about it all at once. Um, Personally, I want to hear from my significant other all day. Uh, When we were long distance, I literally wanted to know what he was eating, where he was eating and who he was hanging out with. And not, (laughs) that makes me sound crazy. Not like every single minute, but as he was doing stuff throughout the day, I liked to know that he was thinking of me and, you know, it was like a 10 second text. I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And that made me feel very like loved and thought about. And that's what I really, really needed. And he did that for me. No, I think it's really smart to figure out what both partners need in that so that you're like meshing it together. Because I know for me, at least right now, I'm very much like a, let's, let's save it to call so that we haven't already talked about our entire day when we call to talk about our entire day. Mm -hmm. Um, and my partner is the type of person that like wants to know that I'm thinking about him and wants to like have a little check-in. And as a teacher, I was really, really bad about that this school year because I 
I don't pick up my phone. Like if it's not lunchtime or my break, I don't see any texts. And that was something that we had to talk about. Cause he was like, I feel like, you know, you don't know that I'm like existent during the day. Like I don't matter at all. And I had to be like, I am so sorry. Like I'm not trying to like distance myself from you or not communicate. I just genuinely don't have the physical time to do this. But I was like, but I can structure it in. Like I can find more breaks. I can find mm-hmm. times to check in with you. And that was something that helped us a ton because to me, it was just like, oh, well, obviously I'm busy. I'm not going to send a message. I'll just respond later. And to him, it was like, I have this thing that I'm telling you and you're ghosting me for like seven hours straight. Like what, what's Mm -hmm. going on? So I fully agree with that. Like figure out what each of you needs, figure out a way to blend them together. If you don't have the exact same form of communication, because it just, it makes things so much easier. And if, if one of you is dissatisfied, just talk about it. Like genuinely communication is key. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I feel like exactly what you said is interesting because it's kind of like me and my fiance but opposite and he at the time we were long distance he was a nursing school student so like he was either in clinicals at a hospital all day or in classes or sleeping so he didn't have a lot of time either very similar to you and I remember when I told him he was like I'll figure it out you know so he either texted me on the way to class or you know when he'd have a lunch break at clinicals and yeah just those little things I feel like a text at the end of the day literally takes you know what 30 seconds max you know thinking of Mm -hmm. you takes 10 seconds like doesn't take a lot to show someone that you really care Another thing, and this is advice from a friend of mine who's recently done long distance, send video diaries. If you know that the person that you're with wants to know about your day, but doesn't have the time, like they're a nurse, they're, you know, they're busy all day, like whatever the thing is, um, do video diaries of your entire day. And then you can just send those and they can open them whenever and be like, oh my goodness, like I get to come along in this adventure. So if that's your person's communication style, I know from friends of mine, it can be really fun. That's actually like really, really cute. I wish I would have done that. Oh, it was so cute. She was like filming them like all summer when we were together. It was, it was precious. I love that. So my next one kind of goes with the communication, but I don't know. It's a little bit different. So the tagline is just make time for each other in your schedules. And it kind of goes with like, you know, talking and figure out your communication styles, but you know, does Uh, at least for me, this is something, and I guess you can say what you needed, but for me, I needed uh, the regular, like, I want a good morning text and I want a good night text. If, um, especially when we were on different time zones, like if I was in the middle of the day and he was going to bed, I loved being like, oh, he's going to bed. Like, you know, he texted me. Um, but then also a big one for me is knowing each other's schedules. I remember during college, you know, for an entire semester, quarter, whatever, I would have the same schedule. And if he didn't know it and he'd be like, what are you doing? I would almost be like annoyed. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this for six weeks, you know, why don't you know it? And, and then at one point I think he realized, you know, oh, she's a little bit. And I remember he memorized it. Like at one point he showed mm-hmm. me, he made like a little schedule and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, The one time it backfired and I remember I skipped a class and he's like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm in bed. And he's like, are you supposed to be in class? And I was like, (laughs) oh, Um, but I feel like just knowing each other's schedules and then making time for each other's in your schedules, even when they're not physically with you is so important. No, I agree. This is something that I still work on and still have to learn because for me, when it comes to like a day teaching, it's really hit or miss, like whether or not I am feeling social in the evening or not, or I might feel like I'm capable of conversation. 
And so with my partner and I, it's always been like, well, we always call her before bed. And that was just kind of like our, our scheduled time. You know, we would send little texts at different points during the day, like during lunch break, but it was like, okay, like right before bed is our time. And then partway through this school year, he let me know, he was like, Hey, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're being intentional about the time we spend together. And I was like, why? Like we always call right before bed. And he was like, well, we're always both like tired and sleepy and you fall asleep in like five seconds. And so it just doesn't <laughs> feel like you're prioritizing me. And he was like, I would so much appreciate it if you would just randomly call me in the afternoon sometimes. And I was like, oh, I just never thought to do that because I get home, you know, and I had my whole schedule, but I hadn't thought about the fact that, you know, he was just kind of like waiting for me to call, waiting for me to surprise him. And so I guess what I would add is like, have your scheduled time, but also like, if you know that your partner doesn't have anything super crazy going on in their schedule, like give them a random FaceTime, like see if they want to talk at like an abnormal time every once in a while. Cause at least in my relationship, like that has made him feel so much more seen when I'm like thinking about him and then actually call him and want to have a conversation instead of just being like, well, we'll call later tonight. Like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes, I, I know for me, just because me and him are similar, it just makes me think like, oh my gosh, they were thinking about mm-hmm. me. They like me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I love those quick little, like, I was just thinking about you calls or texts. I feel like those yeah. mean so much. As long as um, it's in addition to your already scheduled talks, right, like right. don't lose those. Yes. It's not like, well, we talked today. I'm not going to talk to you later. Yeah. Um, Another one, and I made me and my fiance do this, like probably still in the talking phase of our relationship. Um, we took the love languages test and it's actually interesting. We kind of learned because we had both been in previous relationships that our love languages also kind of have changed through the years as we've been together, but also kind of changes on who your partner is. So sometimes you got to kind of reevaluate later on, but it's so important to know how your partner feels loved because I know how I feel loved and I'm really, so I love words of affirmation. So I'm really good at, you know, giving him words of affirmation, but he's like, that doesn't make me feel loved. And I'm like, oh, so I had to learn, you know, those ways that made him feel loved. And especially in long distance, I feel like love languages are even more important. Cause like, Mm -hmm. if it's quality time for you, that means, yeah, when you're on the phone, it has to be quality or, you know, words of affirmation, those little texts, you know, need to maybe say a little bit more than just thinking about you. Those kind of things I think are just so important. No, I agree. Have you heard of the modern love languages? No. Oh my goodness. So I made my partner do this. Um, but there's this author, I'm looking up their name right now. Um, it's actually so silly because my principal was actually the person who introduced this to me. Um, because she was like, Hey, like, I feel like I don't know how to like show all of you guys appreciation. And so she wanted to know what our love languages were so that we could communicate better. And, it's a completely different list of love languages. And I, oh my word, I can't even find it. I don't remember what it's called. Shoot. Um, I might have to look it up later, but basically it involves like one of your love languages can be like finances. One of your love languages can be um, intelligent conversation. And so yeah, when my partner and I took it, we both realized that one of our love languages is feeling like the other person values us intellectually. And so we've actually over the past, I would say this has been in the last like six months, 
we've intentionally scheduled dates where we either like listen to a podcast together or like do a little watch party and watch a documentary or something that we feel like we can talk about like intellectually and then appreciate each other's minds. Um, if I find the correct website with the quiz, I will link it in the episode notes because I would really recommend it. It it kind of looks at love languages through this like added perspective beyond just like the words of affirmation and the physical touch. So you can plan like specific dates around your love language. It's so fun. I love that. Oh wait, I'm going to make me and my fiance take it. That's so cute. Perfect. I can administer <laughs> it. Perfect. We do it on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> he has to answer all the answers out loud. Yes. No, I'm um, kidding. <laughs> okay. So the next one I have is like kind of more of a serious one, but, and I think this maybe takes some time to get deeper into the relationship, but one is really talk about both of your insecurities and then make sure you're really, really, um, like aware of them. So, you know, for instance, if your partner has been cheated on in the past, that means, you know, it might be annoying to you, but, you know, telling them where you are at all times, Mm -hmm. or if you're together after long distance, sharing your phone with them. I think just knowing where those sores are those sore spots are for your significant other can really help you in the long run. And if it's someone's insecurity and you have nothing to hide, then what, you know, then there's no issue with it. No, I appreciate that so much. And I feel like that has been one of the things that like my partner and I keep coming back to is you also, you develop new insecurities as you're in a relationship. It's not just Mm -hmm. like your previous trauma from other relationships that you bring in, but you can also like create new fears, especially in a long distance relationship. So even like every two weeks checking in and being like, Hey, like, is there any new thought or thing that's kind of circling around in there that you want to talk about and just get off your chest? Um, because yeah, if you are hiding an insecurity and keeping it inside in a long distance relationship, you are going to build so much resentment so quickly. And the other person will never have a chance to try to stop that Mm -hmm. or be able to put you on pause and comfort you because they don't know it exists. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think just to kind of piggyback on that, I think I saw this on TikTok and me and my partner didn't necessarily do this super intentionally. We did it, I think, without thinking about it. But I saw this on TikTok where this couple said once a month they sat down and they had their monthly check-in, just Mm kind of like you said. And at that month, they talked about the same things every time where, you know, how are you doing emotionally? How are you doing with this part of our relationship? Is there any new things that I need to know about you? And I think that's just such a cool way to be very intentional about your relationship, Mm -hmm. but to be like, okay, I know we're going to have this check-in. I know we can talk about it. You don't have to feel awkward about trying to figure out when you're going to like bring this up. And I feel like it Mm -hmm. can really help with open communication. No, I think that's an excellent idea. Um, okay. My next one, and I love this one. And I know you guys do this is find an online game you both like to play or watch a show together mm-hmm. um I know before they had like Netflix watch party we would like we would watch Netflix together and be like okay three two one play oh. and then yep <laughs> and then we'd both like mute each other and try to watch it at the same time um we didn't really play any games though do you guys play games together we do this is why at the opening I almost picked a different reddit question uh my partner (laughs) and I play wordle together Mm -hmm. every day well almost every day and then recently we've been playing a lot of chess um I have not been practicing he has I'm terrible 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the watch party's absolutely great. Um, I always have like him up on FaceTime next to me while I'm watching it. But I feel like the games adds a really fun, different element to it because then you're getting like competitive and stuff. And it kind of feels like something you would do if you were, you know, in the same room because you might still Mm -hmm. be on your phone playing this game. So it doesn't feel like as distant, I guess. Um, So that's something that I've absolutely loved. Battleship also 10 out of 10 would recommend for a long distance relationship. I will say we did play a lot of those iPhone games and Battleship was one of them. Mm-hmm. I will also say if you have an iPhone, I guess I don't know about Android, but the feature where you can be on your phone and FaceTime them at the same time and have their little face in the screen is so nice. I know one thing that he loves to send me like Instagram reels or TikToks, but I think it's so cute. He loves to see my reaction. So Aww. he would love to FaceTime me and be like, can you watch them while I'm on the phone? And so, um, I mean, I say his toxic trait is he loves to send me videos where people get hurt and I don't think they're going to get hurt. And he loves seeing me being like, oh, no, you know, yeah. Um, but that was really fun for us. So I feel like just doing something other than because I mean, I know I can talk all day, but, you know, sometimes if you don't want to talk all day, just doing an activity or something can be really fun. No, I think that's great um, advice. Or you also said, like, listen to the same podcast and call and discuss it. I know he had a commute and I listen to podcasts all the time. So sometimes I'd recommend a podcast episode and we both listen to it separately and then talk about it together. And that was also a great way to start like conversation. Yeah. Anything that you can do to create a commonality in your day to day, because a normal in-person couple gets to have time together where you can talk about a shared experience you've had mm-hmm. in long distance. You don't get to do that. So creating shared experiences is really important. Even if that's like choosing to make the same recipe for dinner that night, and then talk about the fact that you both either enjoyed or did not like whatever it is you made. Um, that's just so find, <laughs> yeah, just finding things that you can do that are the same. So then you can actually have a conversation, conversation about your experience. I know something my partner and I have also done is go on a walk at the same time. And so then you're actually describing what's happening to you now. And mm-hmm. you're not just having past tense conversation. Cause it's so easy in long distance to just be like, well, this is what I did today. This is what I ate. These are the people right. that I talked to. And if you can do something together actively, I feel like that just strengthens your bond so much more. That's so cute. Did you guys, or was it a different couple I know, did you guys order HelloFresh meals and make them at the same time? We did, yeah. That's literally so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, that was so fun. Um, We also would just like find random recipes from TikTok mm-hmm. or the internet and be like, okay, this is what we're making tonight. But yeah. I will say, this is something about my personality. Um, I like to do things my way in the kitchen. Uh, so that didn't always work out super well because I'd be like doing this step instead of that one. And yeah, right. it was kind of a mess. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. And then one of my last ones, and this is kind of like a very tangible thing, but gift something to the other person that they can hold on to, whether that's a hoodie or a squishmallow or, you know, something that smells like them. I know every time um, when I visited my fiance and I would take one of his hoodies with me and then I had like 10 of them, but I kept doing it. And it was so nice when I missed him to, you know, put one on and lay in bed and feel a little sad for myself, but I still had that thing that was his. No, I, I relate to this really strongly. Um, and I have a funny story about it too. So when my partner and I first went long distance, um, we had to spend three months apart, couldn't see each other. 
And at that point, I was also going through kind of a lot. I was, I was still in college. I had just started student teaching and there was just like a lot of stressors. And I just kept saying like, oh, I wish I had a dog. If I had a dog, I could come home and I could just like hold something because I have nothing to like interact with. And so just randomly, I I got home and there was this giant package at my door. And I was like, hey, like, this is from you or like, what is this? He was like, yeah, okay. Like you're going to open it on FaceTime. And so I opened it up and it was like this giant um, squishmallow husky. When I say giant, it's like, you've seen it. It's like three feet long, very fat. It's (laughs) It's looking real ugly these days. Um, but I literally like attached that its name is plushy. It's wonderful. I used to take it on road trips. Um, but I like attached that to him. And so then like when I would hold it, I would be like, okay, like I'm okay. Like this is him comforting me. But the funny part of it was I was like, okay, I'm going to get him something back. And I have purchased, I think four different squishmallows to try to like get him one back, but I wanted it to be creative and like match his personality and stuff. Cause he'd been so intentional with mine and every single one of them like was not adequate. And I ended up just getting him the same one that I have. And that's the only one that he loves. Um, Wait, but I have so like, cute. I have a little alligator in my closet. I have this one that kind of looks like a bird. I have a dinosaur. All of them failed. Oh my gosh. I love that you tried though. And he I did try. You were still putting in. So that's what matters. <laughs> now I just need some people to get pregnant and then I can give them as baby gifts. Fair enough. <laughs> um, okay. And then just these kind of last ones, I wanted to end it on more. I think in my opinion, um, since I did long distance for a long time, it felt like a lot of it was more negative than positive, but I don't want to not talk about the positive things that can come out of long distance. And, um, you're still in it, but I'm on the other side and I'm sure you're seeing all these positive things, but I feel like at least for me, when I was in it, it was more easy to kind of focus on like, this really sucks. And this is horrible type of thing. Um, but I just wanted to go over a few positive things that I felt like came to me out of long distance. And then you can add anything that you have kind of seen too. Um, one thing for me that I found super positive was, so we were pretty young when we started long distance, I think 20, I think we were 20 when we first Mm -hmm. started long distance. And I did watch some of my friends, at university being relationships and they only hung out with their significant other and then they would break up and then they didn't have any friends because they didn't hang out with anyone and one thing about long distance is you have to make friends or you're not gonna have anyone to hang out with like when I was on a university campus I I guess I could sit in my room and call you know my boyfriend at the time whenever I wanted um but he also had his own life and it really forced me to get a good group of girlfriends and create a community for myself. And I feel like I'm so blessed because I still have that community now. Like it was so strong and it really, really forced me to gain a lot of independence. I did everything for Mm -hmm. myself. Um, and that, yeah, I just, I feel like I learned a lot from that. And then it always felt like he was adding to my life and it wasn't like, he was my whole life. And then I was trying to kind of add around him. He, he added to the life I already had. And Mm -hmm. I think that was really huge for me dating so young. Mm -hmm. No, that I think that's excellent. And I can attest to that as well. Like 
if you are super intentional about making sure that you both have connections that are separate from each other, that also enriches your relationship because then you actually have other things to discuss and you can get each other's advice about the other relationships that you also have. And I would say that's one area where like my partner has been my rock is I, I'm in a situation where I'm either with friendships that I've had for a long time, or I'm struggling to find new ones. And I get really in my head about that all the time. Like I can get so like self-conscious and be like, I don't know, like, what about this interaction? What do you think about it? Like, I don't know. And he'll just ground me and be like, look, like people, people love you or they don't. Like if you see like this person appreciating you, you know, and it's just so nice to have somebody that's outside of a situation being able to comfort you and vice versa. Your friends can give you comfort about the fact that you're in you know, a situation that is not ideal. So it's, it really, I feel like strengthens everything altogether. Yeah. I think they're also, and I'm kind of learning this with new co-workers and like starting my job. It's actually kind of fun also to talk about your significant other and they don't know them. Like it's it's kind of fun fun. to be like, to kind of throw these things in and then they'll be like, wow, that's really cute. And you're kind of like, Mm -hmm. I know, like that's my partner. Um, And while long distance can be really difficult, I think if you want to be with the person being on the other side, it is so, so worth it. Even though those three years were so, so hard, I would not <laughs> trade that time for the world because now we're engaged and we're going to get married. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it definitely can be hard. And so I definitely empathize if you are going through long distance right now, just know that the end is so, so positive. Um, oh, you know what? I realized I skipped over one that I actually think is a really, really good point, And maybe it's a good one to end on. Um, I also have, have a couple things I'll add on at the end. Cause I thought okay, of some stuff okay. that you yes, were yes, saying yes. that triggered please, more thoughts. Please. Um, okay. So my last thing was, um, have an end goal in mind for your relationship. So that doesn't necessarily have to be long distance, but the end goal in mind, I was thinking of when are you going to be again in the same place? Like, when are you going to be together? Always kind of have, you know, that goal of when you're going to see each other, have a goal for long distance to end. And even if that changes, that's okay, but you need to have an end in sight. And that's just my little thing. So please. (laughs) I agree. That helps so, so much. Yeah. Um, The positive that I was going to add on is when you're in long distance, you get to really, really practice how to fight. And I know that that sounds like a Mm. negative thing (laughs) because fighting is not fun, right? But when you're long distance, you can solely focus on the problem and communicating. Like Mm. you're not going to be distracted by anything else. The fight is happening. And while those fights are horrible because you can't like reconcile afterwards (laughs) and have a nice, like warm hug and like be okay in that way. Um, you have to learn how to communicate because mm-hmm. you're on FaceTime or you're calling over the phone, you can't divert the conversation. You can't leave the room. Like, I guess you can hang up, which I've definitely done a couple of times, but like <laughs> it's, it's you guys and the problem and there's literally nothing else going on. And mm-hmm. so something that's been really helpful for my relationship is we have been learning how to have disagreements, how to fight, how to have those communications without distractions. It's almost like love is blind. You know how after they leave the pods, they will like sit back to back and not look at each other to have a conversation. It's kind of like that in some ways. And I just feel like if you're in a long distance relationship, pay attention to the fact that you're actually learning such good communication skills. Um, cause it's 10 times easier to fight in person now. Like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. And then, yeah, The last thing that I had, and I just remembered this, 
there's a TED talk and I will also link that in the episode notes um, about like the three skills that you need for a healthy relationship. And I think it applies so, so well to long distance relationships and they are insight, mutuality, and regulation. Mm. And you can watch the whole TED talk. I think it's about 20 minutes, but basically the woman is talking through like, you know, if you're not able to look at the person every day and you get like, let's say you get a text and you look at it and it's like, seems passive aggressive. And you're like, why, why would they send me this message right now? I'm offended. Blah, blah, blah. You have the insight to know your partner cares about you. So it probably isn't meant to be hurtful. So give them that first. And then mutuality in everything that you do, you're trying to better both of you. And then with regulation, that's the part where you have to like consistently be intentional about controlling your emotions and your thoughts about something. And when those three work together, it helps you to not overthink as much, not to spiral. And so one of the things that she recommends is like posting those three words somewhere in your room. So I have those three on my mirror. So every day I see like insight, mutuality, regulation, like, okay, I need to remember these three things. And she has 20 more minutes of advice. That's really great that I would highly recommend to anyone in a relationship, but especially long distance. Um, But when, when you get in your head, just remember, like this person chose you for a reason. They want to be in a relationship with you. If they're doing long distance, it's because they care. So you're going to get through whatever, even if you are fighting, even if like things aren't as great, like just keep those things in mind. Like you started the relationship for a reason. That's really, really good advice. I'm going to need to write that on my mirror so I can see (laughs) that every day. Um, Okay. Do you want to end with another on a silly note and do a few more Reddit stories? Absolutely. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I'll start this time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read the titles of the two remaining ones. Okay. Again, just to refresh you. Okay. My friend is miserable, but won't acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I don't remember which one I read you. Uh, Okay. Well, I'll just choose this one. Um, I don't know if I will ever get over things that have happened to the past in the past with my current boyfriend. Mm, I feel like I want to stay on like the significant other trend. So let's do that. I won't get over the boyfriend stuff. Okay. The other one is also about the girl's relationship though. So oh. <laughs> I am biased. I might have to read that one in a different episode. All right. This one, you're going to have to bear with me. The person who wrote this used very minimal punctuation. So if I stumble over my words, please forgive me. Um, Okay. I female 20 don't know if I will ever get over things that have happened in the past with my current boyfriend who is male 20. My boyfriend and I recently got back together after being broken up for about a few months. One time during those few months, we tried to rekindle things earlier on, but we had ended things again due to issues in our relationship surrounding a similar topic as the one I'm about to tell you about. We went no contact the last time we ended things, and I was fully ready to move on. I had blocked him on everything, deleted all the photos of us, but he came back into my life by getting my attention, by swiping on one of my friend's Tinder profiles. Oh, no. Obviously, I had reached out after I found out because I was angry. Then he exclaimed that it was only to get my attention and that he really wanted to prove himself to me and be a better boyfriend than he had ever been before. I told him that we could wait till the end of the summer and he had agreed, but two days later, I'm blocked on everything. And I find out that he's sleeping with someone else. I feel devastated all over again. I called him 
for him to tell me that they were in a full-blown relationship. About a week later, he reaches out to his friend and tells me that he wants to talk again, which we do, and we take things slow, which ended up in us getting back together currently. I just don't know if I'm able to move past this because it feels like I'm the second option since things didn't work out between him and her. He promises me that it's not the case, and he's just trying not to hurt the other girl's feelings by coming back to me so quickly after they ended things. But my self-esteem is at an all-time low, especially from the situation and the previous situation in the past where he slept with multiple girls on our breakup when he promised me that he hadn't. I don't know if I'm able to get past this. I love him, but I don't know what to do. What is your advice? Okay, first of all... (laughs) Um, I just wanted to go back to him swiping right on the friend's profile because the friend would have also had to swipe right for them to talk. Isn't that the crazy part? Yeah. And then, okay, my my thought in this when I first heard it was the guy was obviously going after your friend and then maybe the friend wasn't that interested. Then he was going, oh, no, I was just trying to sign into her DMs to get to you. Um, Second of all, she seems like the backup option like always have someone in your back pocket and it seems Mm -hmm. like he's going out with other people and then when he's free he's coming back to her and then going back I would not trust how how old are they was it late they're 20 oh only 20 20. (laughs) oh yeah this makes more sense huh oh that makes way more sense um if these oh, people were so in their funny. 30s, I would have a completely different recommendation. Yeah, in my head, they were in like, they were like 28. Um, That means they were in high school the first time he was like, okay, yeah, no, just he's, he's really just immature. Don't, don't be with him. Um, Yeah, just, uh, just kind of cut and dry there. This, this isn't a quality dude. I agree. And for anybody who has this sort of thing going on with an ex, Once you block somebody, you don't need to unblock them because they've talked to a friend who talked to a friend who said that they want to talk to you. You block them for a reason and it's okay to not communicate because usually if they're reaching out, it's not going to solve any of the problems that you already had. So just be confident in your block and don't don't go back on it. Yeah. Also the fact that she's 20, like she's going to cause herself these insecurities right now. And then if she stays with him, they're going to get out of a relationship maybe in a year. And then later on, she's always going to have these insecurities because she let her him treat her this way. And he needs to grow up and, you know, pick one girl at a time. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say this is advice that my father gave me and I live by it. Um, you're not married till you're married. So <laughs> if something is not meeting your standards and it doesn't seem to be changing, like you don't have to stick with it. Like no matter how many years right. you put into something, no matter how much effort you feel like you have given if it's not giving back it's okay to let it go like just yeah. just just let it go and recognize you know this doesn't serve me yeah no i yeah i feel like it's pretty cut and dry <laughs> okay i can't bad. wait to hear one of your stories now okay so this one is one of the ones that doesn't have a title but i'm gonna go ahead and just read it to you i just think it's kind okay of funny <laughs> i'm ready okay We were late for an event and still needed to park and buy tickets. I told him I would park the car if he bought the tickets. I gave him $40, two 20s. Tickets were $30 per person, which means I would get 10 back. We had agreed each would pay for their own ticket, meal, drink, etc. on this date. I parked the car. He gives me my ticket. I ask about my change and he says, don't worry about it. 
And then Um, it's like five question marks. I didn't want to make a scene over $10 and the event was starting. It sounded like he meant, I'm not giving you your change, but I thought maybe he's going to give me the change later. It didn't want to take five seconds to pull a 10 out of his wallet. He didn't give me the change later or bring up anything about the change or explain anything about what happened to the change. When we got back in the car to go home, he didn't say anything. I stopped dating him. If he didn't care enough to explain what happened, then he didn't. Then he isn't the one for me. I'm not the kind of person who gets $10 taken from me and is cool being told don't worry about it. Like he has an authority over me to spend my money as he sees fit. If you respect someone, you explain what happened and why you didn't have their $10. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine I give you money to pay for something that I ask you where it is and you say, don't worry worry about about it. it. <laughs> okay, going into that question, I think because of our whole conversation, I was assuming they'd been together for a really long time. <laughs> this was the first date. That's really funny. See, this is something I would do to my fiance, and we've been together a long time. Like, I 100%, he'd be like, Where's my change? And I'd be like, Don't worry about it, my guy. Like, I would 100% do that. But on a first date? No, absolutely not. My, my <laughs> only thought is. Maybe in his head, he was nervous and maybe he thought he had paid. And so I I don't know. Part of me wants to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt and just be like, well, maybe he kind of forgot who had paid. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. But then I really look at it. I'm like, well, they had both agreed to pay for their own ticket. So it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. um, (laughs) I don't know. It seems like some brain cells were missing in that one. Um, Honestly, respect her choice. If, yeah, I I feel like that would not be a good first impression on a date. Like if you give somebody money and then they cheat. Yeah. She seemed uh, really, really like passionate about the $10. And I would be too. Even if this happened with like $5, I literally would be like, where's my money? No, literally. Like it's. I don't care how little it is. Like if you're just getting to know somebody and then they don't <laughs> care about the details, like that is kind of an ick for me. $10 um, is also kind of significant. Yeah. It's like another half a movie ticket or whatever. Like, yeah, you could have gone to a whole nother show. No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. no, I, wow. Uh, huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. This was a fun podcast. We're going to have to do some more more non-Bachelor content. No, I'm I'm actually kind of excited for the hiatus um, because Mm -hmm. it's so fun to talk to you about other stuff. And also, I would love to read more of these Reddit stories. Oh, my gosh. I think we should start doing them at the beginning and end because they are literally. Okay. Okay. Also, to admit, I don't know if this is normal, but like I've never been on Reddit before today. Like I'm you said so Reddit, proud of you. And I would I downloaded the app and I was like, all right. And then my, I was so lost. No, my partner is the one who got me into Reddit. And I'll be honest, it takes you a minute to appreciate it. But once mm-hmm. you find the different um the different boards that are like relevant oh, to yeah. you, it is so great. I'm on the teacher boards and let me tell you, <laughs> there are the wildest stories. I'll have to pull some of those out in a different episode because people on reddit are unhinged because it's all anonymous so you get like the most honest answers you've ever heard in your life it's wonderful oh my gosh that's true i hadn't thought about that yeah well i guess till next time till next time see you later (laughs) bye